We're going from A to Wyoming, talking about the homies making stuff in the USA. We're shooting the shit together, too legit forever. This is the stars of the states. Ding dong. Ding dong. Who is <laughs> Wait, it? We don't, we don't have Zoom anymore. I can take the ding dong now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't realize you had that as a audio. Like like yeah. that. I thought it just would... Oh, I don't know why. Yeah. But no, no. We're together. I know. We're recording together. No I'm more looking ding dong at you. <laughs> no more. We are not Zooming. We're... We're booming. We're booming. Booming. Recording. We're dooming. <laughs> dooming. <laughs> now the show is only about metal music. <laughs> That's it, guys. Surprise! <laughs> Stars <laughs> of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What if I redo the intro? <laughs> oh, fuck. Everyone's gonna hear every sound because we have this new mic, and I'm actually in a very squeaky chair. I just realized. Oops. Well, hi, welcome to Squeaks of the States. And <laughs> this, 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 what, <laughs> what state do you live in? Constant anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The squeaky state of anxiety. <laughs> <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> Oh, that was actually one of my favorite episodes was the state of depression that we did. Yeah. It was just like, everything's really bad. <laughs> and it's November, the world's worst month. Yeah, it was cold and the holidays were coming and we were all like, not only are we not ready, but we're not going to see anybody. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. How does this work? And we were, what, six months? Eight, yeah, seven, eight months into the... April to October is six months. So, yeah, over <laughs> six that, months. Wait, question. Just, Do you know no. that because that's your half birthday? Yes. Ah. Uh. Yes. Right in the middle. Yeah. Four and ten. Half a... Yeah. Six months. For when you're a kid and you're like, I'm ten and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's right. October 29th is my half birthday. Um, But, yeah, we're, you know, not even a year yet, though, into the pandemic. And things mm-hmm. were so uncertain. So, I remember... Yeah, our state of depression. So we talked about how we were feeling, yeah. tried to make all that relatable, and then we talked about our coping skills, and we exchanged sad songs, which oh, yeah. we, there's always more sad songs to be promoted. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. I moved. So we're in the new place, and Maureen's here in the, in the studio, which will continue to become more of a studio. I actually have a second studio area that's going to be way better because it's not going to have this weird reverb. Um, but it's got... It's not even close to being ready for recording yet. Okay. So here we are. It's going to be cool. Squeaky chairs. Squeaky chairs. Massa squeeches. <laughs> Massa squeak it down. Yeah. Are your view... So we're... Um, both sitting in chairs, yeah, at the at your tall desk, your standing desk. Yeah, tall desk. it's the sitting desk right now, but it can go you can, way up there. Oh, that's cool! Like taller than me. Oh taller yeah, taller than five feet. Wow, there right. it goes. Bye. Hasta luego, putas. No, we're really down here. You can't even hear us in the microphone. And then behind the when desk you, is windows. When you hit the blood, <laughs> you're too. I'm too high. Yeah. Sorry to cough, but we're both gonna cough oh, yeah. and just. It's no. cold. It's cold. It's also allergy season, so it's like the perfect yep. storm of like 
I don't know. Maybe I have COVID. I don't. I tested. But like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like now everyone's, it's going to be allergy season. The mask mandate is lifted. Everyone's going to be like, oh, it's just allergies. And then we'll all just have COVID for the hundredth time. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Yeah, that's nope. my, that, hey, welcome to the doom. The doomsday episode. Yeah, I got COVID in January and I hadn't Me had too. it yet. That's right. We both got it. Yeah, because yeah, Matt and I have been part of, um, we're involved in 12-step recovery. Oh, the podcast knows that. And uh, <laughs> like I'm clarifying, like all the people don't know. Um, but Hello, welcome. We're sober. Yes, and we're sober people. Um, yeah, we went to a conference. We'd helped plan it. Sick. And we're going to be allowed to have it in person. So we did all the masking we could and just around too many people. Yeah. And then who are also like not being as responsible and... So yeah, we came home with COVID. Like we all got COVID. Everyone that went to the conference got COVID. <laughs> it's so shitty. I know. It was so like, that's oh what my... you're going to get. And yeah. a lot of people who had health issues and then were living with other people, you know, were like, I can't. But a bunch of us made it work. And yeah, I pushed Matt and I live and... alone. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to go. And we told work and didn't work. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the three pillars of AA. Unity, service, and COVID. Yeah, <laughs> it was for... <laughs> 2020, 2021, yeah. Oh, man. The COVID I, babies, they call them. People got sober oh, on Zoom. Zoom babies, too. Oh, yeah. oh, they're so, oh, got it. Not like, not like oh, yeah, a plan. Like right, a, there's like, those two. Like a what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sober COVID uh, babies or, yeah. How Zoom, weird is that? Zoomies. That's got to be this, like the equivalent of like being a teenager in high school going into college and your all your classes are online. Yeah. You know? I can't imagine. Like, you're getting sober and all your meetings are online? Like, Jesus. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. See, it, yeah, so many people were like, this isn't going to work and it's not the same. And I'm like, yeah. And at the same time, though, I, I knew that it would work for people who worked it. Not yeah. to be Ooh, cliche. Speak that truth. And also, it's just if you're listening, like, do what you need to do to stay sober. This yes. isn't like, we're not like, a, we're not big book thumpers or anything. Or Zoom thumpers. Yeah, Zoom. I thump on a Zoom, you know, once yeah. in a while. I mean, uh, yeah, I got to speak last, this past Saturday. A couple, yeah, yesterday. I was just, it was yesterday morning, so oh, it feels like so long ago. This past Saturday. This past Today is Sunday. That's because we went to the world's longest, loudest baby shower. Can we say that okay. on this, or should I express I mean, that from the record? It was a loud. I think no one would dispute. It was loud. How loud that Because there were lots shower. of kids. You know, it was quite the post-COVID family function. That's I a gotta really give them that. good way to put it. You know? It. Yeah. yeah. It was like no one's children haven't seen a lot other of them, children. I don't know. Yeah, I think different groups are probably in each other's circles. Because yeah. then as a family, but there are definitely people who hadn't seen each other or gotten to spend time. And then we haven't been able to host events. Yeah. You know, like it's one of the first, well, we, because we had, we got to do uh, your sister's wedding, yeah. and Jenna's wedding. Jenna's wedding. Um, but that, well, both, Sabrina's had been postponed. Yeah. Jenna and Brandon's, they just picked, they picked the, their date later because they hadn't picked a date yet. They were probably going to. Yeah. And then COVID was like, nope, everything's yeah. in limbo. And then they... We're like, let's get married. Let's just get ASAP. out of the way. Yeah. Yep. Do a little COVID compound. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool, though. That's what we did, yeah. Nobody got sick that weekend. Nope. No one did. And cool. you know what it was? was because everything was still super strict. So, like, and everyone had just had COVID. I hadn't had it yet. 
A bunch of people but did. Yeah, our, you're right. A lot of people in our family had had it. Yeah. Now that I have the antibodies, mm-hmm. I'm fucking living wild and free. I'm not like I'm not <laughs> coughing on a motherfucker, but like I'm like going to mics and, you know. Yeah. You know. Yep. Living. A lady talked to me so close to my face after <laughs> the show last night. Her name was Beth. She works for NPR. And <laughs> really? Like, it was so close to my. I was like NPR Beth. You need to like move back and I kept doing the thing where I would like angle my shoulders away so you know what I mean yes but she just kept moving in front of me again oh do you yes you're you're doing the unspoken I'm taking this I'm listening so I'm taking a step because I'm adjusting but I'm listening like I just became aware you're too close to me so I'm doing my little sidestep and then no she just kept just kept moving, Resetting shuffle, and yeah. Re- <laughs> going, mm. Oh my god. Mm. Okay, really, really cool though that you talked to someone from NPR. Yes. Yeah, this is two different things. Okay. Miss Personal Space, Space Invader. <laughs> That's just Space Invader. NP, you know, can we and not? And then, yeah. you know, can, can we not? Beth, yeah. like Personal Space. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, um, it was cool. It's Lacey, my best friend, and her son Matthew is four, and he watches the show Bluey. It's a cartoon show out of Australia, so they have Australian accents. Oh no! And they're all little, they're dogs, so they got dogs, and there's a bunch of different dogs, and they're all little kids though, and that's like the show is, um, like Bernstein Bears, like he has a brother and his parents, so that you know whatever. But one of the other little dogs, their friend. They call him a space invader because he's always in people's space. And then whenever he starts talking, they show him like getting close and it's really bothering them. And they take a step back and they just keep stepping in. Yeah. So they call him a space invader. So Beth from NPR wow. is a space invader. Wow. It's a totally new Beth, term for space listen, invader. I love that. And yeah. Shout out Bluey, I guess. I just learned <laughs> just something new. <laughs> I've been using that now when people are in your personal space or it's too much they're being a space invader yeah and I got it from Bluey so I get to use an Australian accent and say space invader <laughs> oh no I, 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 every time I see like Australian nar spelled out it just makes me so happy oh no it's like N-A-U-R I still always think of what's going on eh no mate yeah what's going on mate from um, End of the World. Oh, and Aust- World? Yeah, yeah, and Australia's all like, what's going on, mate? Is that what they say? <laughs> not, It's not A, because that's Canada. Canada. I am really tired. Yeah. That's France. That's and France. Then, Have um, a nap. And then, fires and missiles. <laughs> oh my God. Evo Russia's Evo. all like, I am mother land. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I, oh no. <clears throat> we don't have to segue into talking about... We, uh, the, like, just, it's happening, and it's it's... It's happening. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of NPR. So on the radio, instead of, I would either, I either listen to music, like my own music, I shuffle, not always the radio, but I've been listening to NPR for weeks because I like the way they deliver all the updates. It's just enough news. And then it's also surrounded with other content. So it's fine. Like I'm like, give me the Ukraine update. Oh, you know, Valensky's still asking for more help. Still not getting it. Ukraine is still not giving up. Okay, Putin's still being a dick. All right, great. And then they're also like, now, all things considered, yeah. we're going to talk about yeah. uh, Zimbabwe yeah, yeah. and this thing that they're doing there. Like, And it's yeah. just totally different. That's what it is. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, or wait, wait, don't tell me. 
Yes. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to really divulge into NPR and its I shows. And it gives you a world news from BBC. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on me British accents. Yeah. BBC world news. Somebody, somebody Nelson. <laughs> NPR news. Everybody <laughs> has their different way of saying their name, which is my favorite yes, part. Yes. The, yeah. the meme generator is, Dan and I have talked about this recently, your favorite print and a name of your one of your favorite artists that's dead. Or... It's seventies rocker, something like that. I'm pretty sure it's your favorite musician who's dead. So Dan's is mine is Paisley Joplin. I'm Paisley Joplin. Oh, that's You're your NPR, to NPR name. NPR oh, yes. got it, got it. Yes, and Dan's is Gingham Buckley. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so good. Wow. So yeah, we're trying to figure out my mom's, and she's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I was like, you, mom, you need to just just calm down. Yeah, pick too. one. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's what you're going to end up in a minute if you don't go with, like, yeah. yeah. Hound's Tooth. I don't know what a 70s rocker would be. Rose know. for Axl Rose. Yeah. Is, is that 80s? It's probably more mm, 80s. I think so. <laughs> or, like, someone, I was, like, Skeeter Davis or um, Mama Cass, Cass Elliot. So we were, like, what about Chevron Elliot? She's, like, no. I'm, like, that's a cool British. Yeah. That's definitely your British NPR name, Chevron Elliot. <laughs> that's perfect. It. I think mine would actually be Rayon or Rye. I don't know how to say it. Oh, I don't know either. But, but I, it's yeah. the best material. I stay on eBay buying them Rayon shirts, <laughs> you know? eleven ninety nine and free shipping. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll look like a mom for days if it's going to mean I'm comfy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Rayon. Oh, uh, what's... Uh, so Hendrix? Oh, yeah. We'll go ahead. I mean, can I go? Can I do Hendrix? I feel like that might be... We got to find... Oh, we can do Billy, uh, Billy Preston because he's... He's not really a rocker. He's a pianist. Oh, cool. But cool. Um, he's kind of fucking rock and roll, so... Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Rand Preston. Oh, wow. Yep. And like somehow that name sounds like really gay also. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like very, very white to me. I was Perfect. thinking Privilege yeah. Longmeadow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know someone whose daughter is marrying a boy named Cotton. His name is Cotton. Oh, come on. I know. Is that not like? Oh what's up God. with that? We don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I know. He sounds soft as fuck. <laughs> he looks soft as fuck. My boy showed me the picture. I'm like, your daughter, she's beautiful. Wow. And he's telling me her name, and I'm like, yeah. You know, I'm like, what's his name? He's like, Cotton. No, no, it's not. That's what I said. I was like, it's really. His name's really Cotton, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Right. And I just don't. I just don't yeah. like, you know, because yeah. I don't know what to do. So I just don't do anything. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just... Look, if your name's Cotton and you're out there, call, why don't you call in? It's 1-800-74. <laughs> this is Ryan. Oh, careful on the table. Sorry, sorry. This, is, this is Ryan <laughs> Preston. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Paisley Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cotton Colin, how can we help you? Cotton, Cotton. <laughs> Kenningsworth. The third. We'll do a segment. Cotton's continent. It's just, it's just about... <laughs> just the white man's take on everything. Yeah. Oh my it's, god. It's funny. I'm starting to say, but like our view, so we're looking out this window. Mm. It's it's just... That was so long ago. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, 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 it's related to cotton. <laughs> okay. Because it's very rural. I, how would an Australian person... <coughs> Excuse me? How would an Australian person say the word rural? <laughs> they would have to say it like I'm so sorry like they have cotton in their mouth ah! 
ultimate pickup line though i'm laughing so hard and i'm thinking about what my laugh sounds like so i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> oh, rip. oh no oh no yeah. hey baby you want to get some cotton mouth <laughs> god oh god it's horrible because cotton um is the name of the one of the announcers from dodgeball the movie that movie Dodgeball oh. with Vince Vaughn and the old guy in a wheelchair and he's like the five D's of Dodgeball duck dive Wait, dodge, duck, dive, dip, and dodge. There's two dodges in there because it's dodgeball. <laughs> oh, got it, got it. Yeah, and I think it's dip because I know it's duck and dive because you got to like... You know. Oh, I got to update you on the dodgeball team. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, you absolutely have to promote that. And everyone, listen. Yes. Lots has happened. Okay. As you can probably imagine. I'm completely changing. It, Everything we're talking about is long gone. Just Here blow away in the wind like some cotton. And then think about dodgeball for a second. Now think about, just picture what you would imagine like a gay dodgeball team would look like. Now imagine there's 12 of them and they come in at the end of your open mic and they hate comedy. Are you seeing it? Are you with me here? Are you imagining it? And they come in and they sit at the end of the bar and they're really loud because they fucking hate comedy. But they come every week to hate comedy equally at the same time every week. And then you and then you approach them and you're like, hey, hey, we've hey, we've two comedians left. Could you keep it down? And then they say, you don't talk to me. You get your manager to talk to me. You don't work here. And you say, like, I do work. Like, I literally work here. (laughs) And then you say, we're trying to build something here. It's, uh, you know, have you ever tried to build something? This is a queer bar and you're a fucking gay dodgeball team. We don't go to your gay dodgeball team and try and tell jokes. And then they and then they come week after week and then finally you you and then you just kinda talk shit about them passive aggressively and then and then finally you've had it and you say, If you have a and then you get on the mic were you here for this week? I don't think so. And then you so. get on the mic and you say, If you have a problem with me, you can meet me outside and then and then you're like, Wow, I'm like really not a fighter, so I hope no one meets me outside and then weirdly they come back the next week and the bar is packed and they can't even get seats because, like I said from the get, we're building something here. And now it's so packed in there on Mondays that they can't even sit when they come in. And so after that week, they, um, the leader, Lucky Luciano, um, in his fucking tight v-necks and his dad face. Which I don't expect an apology for. Like, my stepdad never uh, directly said... You know, but he did. He talked to me like he was like my dad or something. It was like really fucking weird. Ugh. And it's like, you're at my event. And so anyway, he want, he talked to the owner and was like, I want a truce. with the." And the funniest <laughs> thing is people think that the Majestic isn't a queer bar because the owner's bi. And I'm like, Kayla, if the, if the fact that you have to mediate between the gay dodgeball team and the gay open mic doesn't make you the gayest fucking person in all of Northampton, then like, I don't know what will. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that crazy? It's only Northampton. I know. It's so wild and not surprising at the same time. Yeah. You know, it, I, like, it's crazy. They really, I'm glad that they stopped because, yeah, come on. Like, we want you guys to support this place. Yeah. Can you just come a little later? Or, or just, just be quieter shut the fuck at first? Up. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
Why do you gotta... Or better yet, laugh a little. Yeah, why don't you come and have a good time? Whoa, what a concept. It's Listen like they, to the comedians. It's like, act like the villains. Don't be surprised when you get treated like the villains. But I think what they, they weren't expecting us to be able to grow it like that. So what he was basically was like, can you guys tone it down with the gay dodgeball hate? Because they realize mm-hmm. like, the actual social power that we have now. And they're looking and they're like, oh shit, we didn't actually think that like it would actually grow. And it's like, so yeah. now they want a truce for doing the literal bare minimum, which is just not being assholes. But anyway, I thought I'd share that because yeah. it it was weighing on me. I mean, I was, it was stressing me out. It's like, this is my queer mic that I'm building and you I have really queer enemies. Yeah. I have quenemies. <laughs> quenemies. <laughs> Hashtag quenemies. Hashtag quenemies. <laughs> I can't wait to use that all the oh, time man. for anything. Because it's like, we're still in the same community, so I, you know, but like, you're being a fucking dick. Stop doing that. Yeah, so. And host an open mic every Monday night at the Majestic Saloon in Northampton. Yeah. Sign-ups are at 7. Show starts at 7.30. Good quick save. Good pause and save. Yeah, the Majestic Saloon, you're... Open mic. My little baby. Oh, it's emo comedy night. That's the other part I forgot to say. Taking the Andrews (laughs) open mic is taking back Mondays. They should have left with that. Open mic starting at (laughs) sign ups are at seven, and the show starts. The open mics start jokes at seven thirty, and then after is emo music with the bartender Kayla. Kayla. And they're training someone. This new girl Marissa, who's really great. That's cool. Um, One of Kayla's favorite bands is. The starting line, yeah. which is mine, and she played Up and Go, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the first song, the time I got to come to the open mic, as soon as she was kicking off emo night. I don't even think I told you this. Do you know what Kayla's last name is? No. Manzi. Do you know who her aunt is? Who? Tina Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> crazy well she's tina manzi she's not tina oh, she's, oh well you yeah, know, yeah but you know what but, yeah wow that manzi family because there's a bunch there's a couple manzi yeah. families her, her couple, two three sister brother whatever sibling is kelso okay and who used kelsey manzi used to be yeah, yeah. Oh, okay wow so wow was, that's cool is that crazy mm-hmm. we were swapping horror stories about how tina butchered our hair Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't talk to her anymore. We don't talk about tea. Oh, no. all right. I go through somebody else now. Yeah. yeah, I have for years. I I would do a couple people here and there, and like, I had a girlfriend, but her salon was really expensive. Mm-hmm. And now my friend Sarah, shout out to Sarah Pebolardo. She nice. cuts my hair. Now she works at the Hazel Salon, so go see her there. She always takes care of me. She does. She just doesn't ask me fifty questions. Yeah. Like she won't be like, "Do you want it layered like this or whatever?" Like I and I was able to just tell her I'm not fashion forward as far as what the trends are yeah. and anything specific. There's no one's hair I want mine to look like. Yeah. Just, first of all, I just want you to trim the dead ends. Like yeah. I could care less if you do nothing else, <laughs> but just chop off this bottom inch and a half yeah. so that my shit stays healthy. But then she'll tell me, she'll be like, if I cut it like this, it'll look like this yeah. if you want, or we'll do this. And, um, and I'll just go, I don't care. And she goes, okay. 
It's, so she causes me no anxiety. That's it's amazing. The, it's the best. Yeah. Yep. I'll wherever she goes, I will follow her, and she yeah. knows that. I'm like I did you love cut you. your hair recently, like a lot? No. Okay. Or is it just like really in a bun? It's in a, yeah. It's in a, it's in a oh super bun. Okay. I could take it down in a minute. Yeah. No, I not. just was like, wait, your hair looks so short right now, but it's guys. That's what happens when you put it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, that's what's up. Yeah. Quick shout out to Sarah Russo. Yes, speaking that's of Sarah's. right. Sarah Russo, speaking of Sarah's, our dear friend Sarah, um, she got COVID recently. No shit. Yeah, she's doing okay. Her and her man. That was rough. Yeah. Um, but she's good, and Anthony's good, and her mom is good. Sarah's got a cat named Jacob Christian. That's wow. his name. Oh my God. He's the best. Cats like, all named cats like are people best. are the best yes, cats. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's so handsome. And yeah, she was really excited for us to record again. She'd been, you know, here and there a couple times would drop, like, passively suggest that we record. Yeah, well, she should. She's also like, she when should. are you recording yeah. the podcast again? I, thank you. Love please, her. We're please so keep glad. That, we keep that energy. We yeah. need that. It's like an aggressive, what do we yeah. call it? We call it aggressive, not aggressive fan. No. Motive, there's one of the other episodes we said what, like, Sarah was. Now I can't oh, really? think of it. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, it's a great term. Oh, well, you know, if it wasn't supportive uh, fan, no. a year ago, I might remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll do another episode soon, kind of catching up more on things that we were involved in yeah. and what we were up to and what's going on. Do you want to tell people about your stuff you got? Oh, yeah. Um, or do you want, oh, sorry, you're doing shout outs. Maureen's got a fucking agenda today. Got I don't. Little, got a little paper and everything. No, it's just my notes. These are my yeah. normal legible for the artists I'm doing notes. Oh, really? Yeah, and because I knew I was going to see you. So yeah. when in the past, my I'd be crying about my notes. Yeah. Like, These don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, um, um, okay. <laughs> okay, it says here chicken nuggets. Why, why did I write yeah. chicken Florida? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to make them... Uh, legible and because i knew i'd see you so i didn't want you to see oh my like God, my, look at my notes. chaos <laughs> <laughs> i had oh notes God. and i don't know where i put them now everything's yeah. just in my brain so uh, i don't know as far as many more shout outs except like i'm gonna let our friend megan g know that we recorded again because she's not on social media okay and uh she, she deserves a shout out because yeah. she's just living her best life doing her damn thing Hi, Megan. We love you. Hey, um, if you follow us on Spotify, go ahead and give us uh, five stars. It's, we're at five right now, so let's keep it. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone uh, who listens, please like and subscribe and yeah. rate and give us the stars. And shout out to the ghost of Bob Saget. Bob Saget's oh, ghost. Shout or just... out to the ghost of Bob Saget. <laughs> Danny Tanner, Bob Saget. Yeah. I was just really sad that yeah. he just, I mean, not only did he die tragically, but like he was only 65 and... Yeah. Who's out doing comedy? Like I just thought, Fuller House was one of the few reboots that were worth doing. Yeah. They did a really good job. He's a very loving person and respects comedy and made people feel loved and mm. you know. So that's all you ever heard was that he was genuinely kind. I love that. So on and off stage and stuff like it, a part of who Danny Tanner was resembled the way Bob Saget lived his life. His comedy was really inappropriate, yeah. but you can be disgusting and be funny and be a good person and be yeah. sweet, you know? So... I remember the yeah. first time I watched whatever the special was that was, like, after Full House was over, and it was just... I w first of all, I don't remember any of it, the jokes now, but I thought it was so funny. 
And I thought it was extra funny because it was him and he was this like wholesome dad character and he's doing these like dirty word jokes and stuff. Was it the roast of Bob Saget? No, it was or... like a spe- like a stand up special. Oh, okay, his first. Him. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It might have, oh, yeah. I don't know right. if it was like a first or second. I know it was on Comedy Central and I was just like, what? Like I did not see this coming from this guy. That's right. That's right. People yeah. forgot or like he did... All kinds of material before, and then yeah, Full House was around for a minute, and then uh, and then yeah, yeah, did more, Rest in peace. more yeah, inappropriate stand up, and then was in, what movie was he in, Dumb and Dumber, oh, or the really? second one? Yeah, maybe it was the second one. He's in. He plays one of them dates or is going on a date with his daughter, and he like shits everywhere, and it's just hilarious because you get to watch Bob Saget be like. There's shit on the floor and there's shit on the walls. There's shit everywhere. And just keep saying shit. And like, it's a hilarious tidbit. And yeah, because that's post Full House. And he's done a couple other things. And then there was a roast for him on Comedy Central. Uh, and yeah, then Fuller House. And he was still just doing stand up. And I don't know. Bums me out. But yeah. I feel like he deserved a, a uh, shout out. Who just passed uh, yesterday? Was it? Or- uh, Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. That yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm sad for everyone. I'm sad for him and I'm sad for Dave Grohl. Yeah. Like, because I think Taylor's a founding member of Foo Fighters with him. Yeah. So it's like in a second lifetime, he's lost someone as important to him as Kurt Cobain was. I know. You know, like, it's. It, crazy. it's did you know he was uh, Alanis Morissette's drummer first? I did not know that. It's crazy, right? That's cool. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Yeah. He, uh, I guess he like got a call and was like, "Do you wanna, <laughs> do you wanna be like in a band?" And he was like, "Yeah, like that's, cause it's like if you're just like drumming for a solo artist, as famous as she was and as awesome as she is, like, if you can be in a band with fucking Dave Grohl, right? You're not gonna say no. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going well, so you feel <clears throat> solidified in your work. Yeah. Like I'm a good enough drummer that I get to play drums for Alanis Morissette and like go on her tour and yeah yeah and then Dave Grohl of Nirvana calls you and is like do you want to be in my band yeah yeah <laughs> oh gee no I don't Dave. I don't you know no. what <laughs> I don't think you're very good at anything like what <laughs> yeah that's amazing I it's cool because I've known now for years and keep saying it how like Dave Grohl is a uh, Robert Plant uh, mm. Freddie Mercury and, and what have you like our generation like Travis Barker is as a drummer Taylor Hawkins and like Dave Grohl and Travis Barker and I know there's a couple others like but they're significant and that's our generation like yeah. that's dude Travis that's Barker is like next fucking level now yes. because he's like yeah. he hasn't stopped no and he's just working with cooler and cooler people yep it's just like, staying relevant and successful yeah. and doing it his way he's Crazy. had I'm reading his autobiography. Oh, really? Travis yeah. Barker's? Yes. Oh, wow. I'll let you borrow it. Yep. Is it just all tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> Each chapter is just about one of his tattoos. So it's like, it's, uh, like... it's the biggest book I've ever read. It's, <laughs> it's Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's the beginning. It's his whole life. And I think, so he released it, mm, no, about five years ago now or something. You know what I mean? Now it's been a little while. So before... This period, but I think like before MGK and Willow Smith, but he'd been doing stuff and his kids were getting older. 
but it's definitely the plane crash yeah. and then some time after that because then he like wanted to write the book and was like yeah. I'm going to write a book about my life before I die right. so that I get my hands in it and I can write it <laughs> and then it can be here for after because of years ago when uh, Blink-182 was on tour with a day to remember I saw them with an old friend. Her name was Sarah. Oh my God. This, <laughs> I know. Hey, this is a State of the Sarahs. <laughs> State of the Sarahs. Sidebar Sarah episode. <laughs> we went to go see them and that was pretty amazing. So, wow. uh, yeah, I got the book and it's, oh, so a, f- a fun fact, especially after a long time, so drummers will tip their cymbals or tip all their drums if they want a little bit. They'll just tip them yeah. when you set them all up because it's a little bit easier um, instead of playing flat, because after a while when you just know what you're playing, the convenience, the comfort of it, you play a little tipped and it's everything's easier to reach. Yeah. Travis plays flat. He of just still does. Of course he does. Yeah, he plays flat because he doesn't, he's like, that's what works for me. That's what I want to do. I don't want to get lazy. I don't want to get comfortable. I want to be able to always, whatever. His set is always really simple and he keeps his drums flat. Wow. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, he was Good just, guy. that's in the last chapters I read as he was talking about that. He's like, I play flat. <laughs> All right, man, <laughs> yeah. we believe you. <laughs> uh, I want so to awesome. shout out a local band I saw the other day. Okay. It's really fucking cool. It's called Valley Gals. Valley Gals. They're like a queer garage band. Oh. Garage rock Can I open band. this up? Yeah, for sure. On Let's do it. ASMR. Ah, <laughs> <yeah>. freak out. They were really fucking cool. So the lead singer had um, a broken ankle mm. and was still fucking crushing. Like had her, so had her leg up on a like rolly chair and was singing like with the leg up behind her, like on a wow. rolly chair and was like really into it. And then the drummer is Piper. Oh, cool. Yeah. And Piper had just had like face surgery yeah and so couldn't really like so everyone in the band was like fucked up to some extent (laughs) and they still fucking crushed that's amazing brought the house down (laughs) they just released a little demo so you can get it um i don't actually know where but i know you if they're on instagram valley gals valley gals yeah and they've got a couple shows coming up just around um really really fucking cool awesome like yeah. I'm gonna check like that weird out. cool, you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. 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 Also I'm sorry I don't actually know the lead singer's pronouns, so I'm just gonna look really quick. Okay, yeah, just in case. Whoops a diddle. Piper's so talented. Yeah, Piper is really so I was in like so many wanting ways. to see her drum for a long time and just knowing that she also just started working with that band like a month ago or something and was incredible. So it was really cool. Is um it cool? I don't know what the lead singer's Instagram is, so I won't be able to check. But Valley Gals, you guys. I'll make a note of that. Yeah. See your pen, you know. Yeah, the pen that I have no notes on my paper for. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just like memorize your uh, whole? It's actually in my phone. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say topic because it's been yeah. so long. <laughs> it's been so long. I've been reciting it every night. Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to jump in. Yeah. Um... I don't know what else we want to cover um i'll promote oh yeah and i'm gonna be so at i'm going to be at captain jimmy's friday april 1st at an april fools like a fools comedy show the headliner is a comedian named darren rivera i have not personally heard him i'm sure he's funny but i just don't know um and i'm going second and i'm getting just under 10 minutes 
and it's like 20 bucks and yeah. yeah so if you were to release it tomorrow or monday and people hear it you know that's this friday um yeah. but besides that you can catch me uh, at the Majestic Saloon, you really will, because now I don't work Monday night, so I have no excuses. Okay. No excuses. Listen. So I'm going to keep coming to the open mic, because months ago, yeah, at least a month or two ago, you were like, could you like guest host maybe sometime? And then I was like, you should start showing up, Maureen, so you can, <laughs> I don't know, like do the things. I like, know. I actually had to get a guest host, but I had to ask Francis, because I wasn't sure if you were going to. Oh, true. But, it's, yeah. but I, there's more. I can't. You know, hopefully it I keeps can't do every week for the rest of my life. No, you know what I mean? no. But we're starting the nice season, which is really cool. It's like yeah. where you've got it kicked off now. If it could stay where it's at or keep growing, and it's only going to be nicer out. Like it's, yeah. it's this is great time to get the wheels in motion already. It's March. Yeah, and then you know to have it through a. You know, it's just even easier. I feel like more people are out and about and doing stuff in the nicer weather. You yeah. know, so you're gonna catch more people off the street. And you've got all the... That's what I was trying to tell uh, Kayla from the get was like, you know, the numbers we had was we started November 1st. The the fact that we had numbers in November, December, and January as a brand new mic in COVID in the middle of winter, which are always the lowest numbers for mics, I was like, this is going to freaking blow up. Like... And it's exactly what happened the first week of March. Like, daylight savings happened and it's like, you can't get a seat. Wow. So. Oh my yeah. God, I have to get there real early. Well, you can get a seat. I know, the the comics can get, they get, yeah. they get there right at seven. But that's so. really awesome, yeah. you yeah. know? Oh, that's so great. So yeah, you'll catch me there. And then some Sundays at Bishop's Lounge, try to check that open mic. And I know that there's open mics, I think on Thursdays. And I don't always work Thursdays. I don't work every night now. So I'm going to be around so more. So I, I host the I first know. Sunday at Bishop's, which is right. the best Sunday, obviously. It really is, and karaoke is <laughs> That's after. That's why. So. That's why. <laughs> right, it's that's not why. me. I'm okay <laughs> at best, but the karaoke at Bishop's after is extremely fun. It is. And the Nook is an open mic that I have very mixed feelings about. I did go this past Thursday, and it was a lot of the material I expected to hear, a lot of shitty... Mm you know just like hates borderline hate speech stuff and is the nook now what the east hampton place was remember where we go oh before the God. unicorn the 413 yeah oh oh no oh no. okay yes yes yeah yes the, that... um the mill 180 the mill 180 yeah, yeah. It's, it's all just it's the same exact people actually and the prop, so the problem is those people you know i had a couple of them try to come to the majestic and it's so incredible what can happen when you just simply address it and just be like you know there's funny ways to do it but just be like we're not going to do that here yeah it's so easy i don't understand because it's you know it's not easy it's it's you know and these you know it's hosted by two experienced comedians that for some reason are too like like just say something yeah you know you don't have to tolerate that yeah we understand respecting comedy and the art of it and right. how comedy is supposed to be edgy and almost anything can be funny in any context we understand and promote that also you cannot be hateful yeah. there is a line and there is a difference yeah. and we're able to not because people also aren't going to laugh when you had the comedian that had been at the saloon right. and had a pretty racist set and yeah. stuff like people didn't laugh so that's the yeah. other thing like whether we say something or not Depending on the audience and crowd and what you're building at the Majestic Saloon, like if your shit is fucked up, people are not going to laugh. Yeah. So your jokes aren't funny. So 
there you go. Like you can keep yeah. getting on the mic because it's just an open mic. But when you don't get booked and you finally ask why, yeah. someone's gonna say, "Well, people don't laugh at your jokes. Yeah. Why don't they laugh at your jokes? Because they're shitty. Yeah, because it's not funny. Yeah, it, it'll speak for itself. That's the other thing, you know. And I think people need to trust that. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Be like, we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that here. And don't also, here. look at this terrifying bird out of my window. What is that? <gasps> wow. Is that a falcon? It's got to be a whole falcon. Get the or a hawk. <gasps> oh no! Oh my god! Oh no! 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 Yes! Yes! No! That was beautiful. That was horrible. Amazing. Horrible. Horrible. I'm looking up what it means. I'm gonna be your mom right now. I'm pulling an Auntie oh, Joe and Auntie that was Andy. So scary. Like I'm gonna. We be didn't walking. see it pick up a mouse, which is cool. Yeah, because it was because like, it could oh, wait for Ange to go outside tonight and bring their <laughs> DJ stuff, and then we'll swoop in and steal her hat. Mm, uh, how do I want to look this up? Um, hawk. Was it a hawk or a falcon? I actually Ooh, don't know. The it looked like a big. Okay, looked like a falcon. Just big. So yeah. like, are you a hawk? The yeah. body was big. Yeah, falcon sighting meaning. It means... The symbolism of falcon sightings is of caution when it comes to taking advantage of the opportunities that occur, especially whether they are worthy of your effort and to move quickly when they do. It also means your view of things will become more evident. Ooh. I got proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, what does a blue falcon... No, we didn't see a blue falcon, so that's fine. I don't know what color it was, but it was a color of fear. Okay, that's a picture of a... Is that it? No. Um, Do we see a hawk? I. This is how you know that you've, like, made it, I guess, is, like, you have weird... Okay, it was that. Maury was right the first time. That's it's right. A, it's 100% a hawk. Wow! Holy shit. Wow. Okay. Yo, okay, yeah. yo, fuck that. I did not like that experience, personally. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> They're gonna fucking eat me and eat my eyeballs. Google and... searches is like, hawk versus eagle? Hawk versus falcon? Do you want hawk? I'm like, no, I don't want... <laughs> Wait, I don't want to watch birds. could it have been an eagle? Eagle picture. It was not an eagle. It was it? Okay. What is the difference? Like, I'm just now realizing I don't know these things. Okay, eagles are very scary. Yo, birds are freaky. So I just I already oh. looked up hawk sighting meeting and I just did again or maybe did I look up falcon at first? No, I was looking up hawk. Uh, do they mean the same thing? No, no. Well, now this says seeing. Oh, this says seeing hawks all the time means you are getting a flow of ideas like a hawk does while it is flying on the wind. Ooh. A hawk is a wonderful symbol of freedom and flight. The meaning of seeing a hawk symbolizes a creative being. Encountering a hawk means you should let your creative spirit flow. So we also saw it like as we were talking about comedy. Yeah. And what we're Ooh, doing. So that was a, a really fact. that was yeah. a really cool sign. And I'm just leaning closer to the mic because I'm looking out the window. It did not fly back yet. No. I don't see it in the field. It took my ideas with him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was incredible. All right. Cool. It was what a beautiful segue. I'm a baby. I, I just, you know, I was up with the Mount Sh Sugarloaf. I don't know. Maybe I want to take, well, don't stalk me, you guys. Um, the is really close to my house, and I was up there, and when you get up there, you're like, you feel like you can, like, touch the sky and shit, and there was, like, a hawk thing, bird, falcon, wow. eagle, really <laughs> close to me. 
And it was like when you're on the ground and you're, you know, under a certain height and then there's a bird above you circling. Yeah. You feel a little bit like you might look delicious. I get, you know? I get, yeah. You feel smaller and. Yeah. Like yeah. you might get eaten and. It's also cool that you f- sense that. Like the bird's presence had an impact on you. Yeah. And I think that's a, another way to look at it. It's besides the fear, which I get. It's just like, you know, I was, like, it was oh, more like, whoa. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> look at you. Jeez, <laughs> you're wow. close to me. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I was like trying to see if I had shiny shit on, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more crows and ravens. Oh, where Black crows Blackbirds love shiny that, things. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Crows can remember your face. Creepy. And they love shiny things. And you can teach them stuff. No. <laughs> just no like welcome to maureen's witch hour today okay. we're talking about birds <laughs> yeah, hawks falcons and crows <laughs> yeah i need everyone to know she what? just lit incense and i'm flipping cards <laughs> and now a bunch of birds are gathering outside the window <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> have you seen Shit's creek yet i've watched the first i'm in the second season i believe okay. yes wait till you get to the crowning Okay, not gotten to the crowning. I think the last episode I watched was um, somebody who lives in the town. His brother died, and he does. He did not know the the new people who the the the, the shits. shits. Yeah, yeah, the shits. Right, that's their name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but he wanted um, him to speak at his. Oh yeah, services. Uh, Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah Eugene dad. speak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, the mom just sings Danny Boy. Yeah. Oh my god, so funny. She does it twice. Like she's like when in doubt. Like she's like, and everybody loved it. I'm like this is see, it has all the qualities of almost being the kind of humor I don't like. Yeah. Then it gives you another twist yeah. or like doubles back and whatever, and it just stays funny. Yeah. Because too like out of hand, this wouldn't happen. I think this is corny or stupid. Like it just doesn't do it for I'm me. with you. I'm but with you. But they are, yeah. it's smart, stupid, yeah. and uh, it's it's very funny. I will say. It's just it, so funny. The more, the more, the se- like the further the season, what am I trying to say? As the she, show progresses? Yes. <laughs> oh my fucking gosh. <laughs> Guys, I'm a little activated by the bird of prey I just saw outside of my home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I enjoyed it more and more, especially the more like I got to trust in. Like I think I told you, I didn't like the first season because I didn't like the characters. I didn't trust them. Like, but it was like intent. I feel like it, in the long run, intentional. So like, you see their like the the characters are not flat. They actually change and progress. Gotcha. You know, it's yeah. not like a sitcom where everybody. It's you know, I'm watching right. Seinfeld right not now. A sitcom. Everyone stays the exact same, and it's not like that at all. Right. Yeah. The closing scene is actually the same as an opening scene in Seinfeld. No way. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm I'm on season seven. Gotcha. Well, I've never seen. I just well, I've watched stuff about the shows. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. so nothing to like give it away, but like it's, which is a part of I think what they, what they do. Or you're right. You know, the, yeah. it's flat. So here's one episode at a time. This is what happens. Here's the writing. Yeah. Whereas like Shit's Creek is like no, we're gonna watch this time in their life. Yeah. And these series of events and how they grow. Yeah, because they because in Seinfeld they never are dating or like very rarely are they dating the same person in another episode. Yeah, like you don't watch them like with Friends. They all grew some and yeah. people got married, so they set you up for what was going to happen in their lives potentially in the future when the 
show-ins. Yeah. But they also give you a lot of the same stuff because yeah. you could expect the I think there's probably the more nonsense. progress in Friends with characters than How I Met Your Mother. Pro- yeah. Maybe, probably. you know? Because like, that did feel like kind of flat. Except, yeah. I don't know. That seemed, um, yeah, a lot of same reoccurring jokes or reoccurring mindsets. It's kind of what they wanted to tell you. Some of the couple of characters, like, they may not change. And maybe sometimes you want the comfort of things not changing. Mm. So that's what they were giving us. Yeah. You know, because the show is telling you the story of this woman that you don't even meet, or however it goes, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's, it's Bob Saget. That's Bob Saget's voice. Over. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, I forgot. So full circle. Oh, shit. Burr, 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 burr. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just hurt your ears a little okay. bit. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I never watched all of either, but I've, I know of them because I'm very pop culture savvy and you know, yeah. follow other stuff. So how I met your mother yeah. was my well was my stress show in college. If yeah, I was stressed, I would watch it. It was because it's on Netflix, and yes. now I think it's probably the good place. Although sometimes shit's great because they're wholesome. I think I really like a wholesome show. With the character, it's a, it's funny. It's a little bit ridiculous, but it's like well meaning. And, people yeah. grow. Okay, yeah, got you. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Uh, cool. Min, 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 Minnesota. Minnesota. Hold on. Minnesota with a That's the Oklahoma Minnesota song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Okay, what let's is, try oh, again. Oh, what's happening? Yeah. I got this at a flea market, which is probably a very gross place to get it. It's okay, I'm just going to die. Did you, you not even clean it? I don't know, it was years ago, so I think the oh, germs okay. are probably dead by now. Yeah, all the germs are dead by now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to get tetanus, and I'll see you guys in the next life. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Say hi to Bob Saget for me. Okay, I'm gonna please. Go my mouth now I'm out. Oh, Angela's freaking out. It's okay. They've got water and shout out to Brooklyn Special Effects. Hazy, non alcoholic IPA. I just think that's it's really tasty. Inde- certified independent craft. Certified. Certifiable. Where's the hawk? It's not around. That was super cool. Still not over it. (laughs) What else? I guess I don't have to try to fill time because Ange can just edit this out. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Minnesota. Fun facts about Minnesota. Ange found a list of artists from Minnesota. And it's been so long since doing a podcast. How do we talk about Minnesota? Minnesota? Alright. Midwestern US state border in Canada and Lake Superior. I, I feel Boy. like like when we talk about other states, even like states very close to us, we just default to a southern accent. I don't know why. Everywhere <laughs> from Virginia and over. And yep. over, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because it's either you have a New York accent or Jersey or Boston or like, 
you know. But Minnesota like barely but, has an. I know, they, they do like, don't these, have... like weird long O's. It's kind of like Canadian. Yeah, isn't uh, Minnesota? Yeah, Min- that's yeah, right. Yeah. Like that there, Minnesota. All right, that's right. I forgot Minnesota. <laughs> like uh, no, that's far. Where's Fargo in Fargo? Uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. So it might be less exaggerated. Mm, I don't know. Probably. It's so weird how accents are. Yeah, I think. Minnesota. We uh we do like cheese, but not as much as Wisconsin. That's right. Yeah. We have the Minnesota Vikings. That's our football team. New man on the Minnesota Vikings. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, I Twin like... Cities. Oh, you go. Oh, I don't have anything. Facts. Like, cool. Facts about Minnesota. Yeah. Give it. Do it up. Do I have these? Maybe in a tab somewhere. Tab a tab. Um, and you've got artists or bands? Yeah. So I, I, it said Lizzo on a list but i'm like pretty sure she's from houston yeah you know meg the stallion's definitely from houston yeah i don't remember i, I bet my wife knows off the top of her head probs um maybe so here's some fun facts about minnesota yeah this says sorry this no, says good. lizzo was first of all she's born Two days and a year before me, April 27th, 1988. Ooh. And this is Detroit, Michigan. Michigan? So. What? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If I, so I search, like, did an initial Google search for like musical artists from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And she was on the list. And I was like, hmm. I started, I was like, oh, well, why didn't I prep her? Because like, that seems like really obvious. And then as I'm like prepping for this episode, it's like, she's not fucking from Minnesota. Like, <laughs> how did Google... Don't lie to me. Yeah. This is how we end up with anti-vaxxers. Mm, you're right, though, because I've got a, an initial list right here, and she's on this one, too. Right? Like, but, why is she there? Yeah, so who else is not telling us the truth? I mean, I'm You saying. know? Morris Day, The Suburbs, Dessa, Lips <laughs> Inc., The Trash Men. Are you guys really from Minnesota? Yeah, are you guys really bands, even? Right. <laughs> are you existing... Prince. Prince. Prince for reals. Prince is for reals. Yeah. Prince Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's for reals, right? My Bob Dylan impression is me impersonating Raffi impersonating Bob Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Because... That might be the most you thing. Because... Okay, Raffi is a child musician, like (laughs) child... Like, what, how, what would baby you call that? Baby Baluga. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, he's not a... He, he's like a child music artist. Right. Okay, yeah. So he does... He makes music for children. Um, and, yeah, just Baby Beluga and a lot of other songs. And uh, Joshua Giraffe. Woo-hoo. Joshua, Joshua. Joshua Giraffe. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brush your brush your brush and you brush your teeth. You brush your teeth. Trying to play that song for Emmy, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" Our intro to jazz. Scrappy, like teaching us to brush our teeth. There's a spider on the wall. On the wall. Oh, and he's got the helping the planet and stuff too. That one. Help this planet Earth sing in. Evergreen, ever blue, as it was in the beginning. Oh my god, we got to see it through. Oh, evergreen. Bro. I used to like have whole concerts in the basement by myself. (laughs) So, like, Rafi, it was cassettes. This is how long ago we're talking 90s. Baby Beluga, 
um, another one and uh, Joshua Giraffe on it. And then I remember it was Evergreen, Everblue. It was like his face and a forest. Because yeah. he did songs with them, a children's choir. And then he also did a Christmas album, which is my favorite thing of Christmas is Rafi's Christmas album. Wait, get out. Yeah. So you're going to do your Bob Dylan impression? or? <laughs> well, like, okay, once we went... So your Bob... Your we Raffy definitely... Impression. We went to a Rafi concert at least once. We were little. Yeah. And it was either then or also we got on tape Rafi live. Cool. Yes, we definitely have... Mom had a Rafi live tape. So he was getting everyone to sing a certain way or getting everyone to practice. And he's like, he... You gotta do it like this. You gotta do it like Bob Dylan. <laughs> and he like does his little Bob Dylan and it makes all the grown-ups laugh. And, yeah. and you know, I remember being like, I don't get it. But dad yeah. thought that was so funny. And he so yeah, my Bob Dylan, if I try to do Bob Dylan, it's just me doing Raffy doing Bob Dylan. <laughs> hey kids. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. I did all of that to just not do this impression. You did it. Like, you did it. It's very it's it's very, if Raffi were doing an impression of Bob hey, Dylan. I'm Bob Dylan. <laughs> this is going to be great. You all ready? Come in, she said, I'll give you. Do you ever Shout think about how, Jones. like, yeah. the future... Shout out to Raffi. Like, kids are going to be, like... Like, the kids right now are going to be in their 50s, and some childhood singer is going to do an impression of Billie Eilish... And the child is not going to know it, and the parents are going to crack up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> he wow. do it like this. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Yeah, and then all yeah. the parents are going to be like, ha, 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 ha. That's right. It's crazy. It's the same when I started to listen to the Backstreet Boys, and I would talk about them. My dad would go, oh, oh, oh. And I'd be like, that's not one of their songs. Yeah. I just never got it. It made my mom laugh. That's a New Kids on the Block riff. Uh, but I not, you know, it was just before my time where we didn't hear them on the radio. No, I don't remember, I don't know right? Yeah, yeah, we did not. That was just the other side of the state and more New York or Jersey. And we were getting like Connecticut and whatever. But yeah, I do no. not remember ever hearing New Kids on the Block on the radio. Me neither. Because I have Janet Jackson and Besides, um, new kids on the block, not a bunch of his Chinese makes me. That's the only way yeah. I even know who new kids on the block is. Right. Which is crazy. And the only other thing I think of is then Eminem's version. New kids on the block suck a lot of dick. <laughs> These boy bands make me sick. <laughs> oh my else. god, Eminem. Homophobic, he says. <laughs> I know. Who else from Minnesota? Okay. Not Eminem. Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald, the writer of Great oh. Gatsby, grew up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I hate this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> the official state beverage of Minnesota is milk. Gonna oh. die now. <laughs> official state muffin of Minnesota, blueberry. That's right, you guys. You said official state muffin. At first, I thought you said fishless state muffins. And the I was official like, what? state muffin. <laughs> They're not fishless. Aren't they next to lakes? Okay. Yeah. I, I, oh, shout out shout out my buddy who lives there. And I literally... Uh, oh my God, I just forgot his name. So don't shout him out anymore. Okay, take it back. Oh, I can see his face. Derek, that's his name. What up, Derek? What's up, Derek? How's Minnesota? He be ice fishing and shit. He told me that's like a legitimate... like oh, I'm sure. It's like everybody's like main hobby and is like they go actually ice fishing. That's Which cool. is just like such a different... Our country is just so big. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Judy Garland was born there. Ooh. Uh, obviously, uh, oh, Charles, uh, Charles Schultz of the Peanuts cool. was born there. That's cool. 
Yeah, yeah, they got, you know, it's the Twin Cities type of thing. They actually do have a pretty, you know who else lived there for a while? Um, Michelle Tallarico. Michi oh, Badcakes. Oh, cool. They have a really good comedy scene there. I believe it. Um, and Maraid, my uh, college roommate, is from there too. Hi, Maraid. What's up, Maraid? Murda. <laughs> Maraid like parade. <laughs> I used to call her Murda. Uh, all right, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I can go first. All right, let's That's do fine. It. That's cool. I picked the incredible... Michael, Mikey, I was, all right. Michael David Larson, known as Mikey Larson, known as the rapper Idea, one part of the duo Idea and DJ Abilities. So when people think about what makes someone like one of the greatest at something, I understand by a general sense or through society competitively, you've got um, <clears throat> numbers as far as like sales and reaching people and radio success and um, ticket sales and all of those things. But I also believe if you strip it of all the outside things and what makes someone incredible at something is their love for it, their respect for it, the talent they have, their relentless desire to do it, whether it makes them money or not, I think encompasses mm. that beautiful part of the art so to me, like my favorite rapper ever and who I will, I think always believe is one of the best and may never be dubbed as so is Idea to me because yeah. he's just incredible. Um, he, so his previous pseudonyms besides Idea are um, Oliver Hart and he was in associated acts like Face Candy, Carbon Carousel. He's always close with the rapper Murs. He was a part of Atmosphere. Mm. Um, no Sage Francis. So he first signed under the rapper Slug and his independent hip hop label, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. That's who he oh, repped till he died. Like Rhyme yeah. Sayers is his people. So all of them, Murs, Atmosphere, Sage Francis. Um, there's a there's a huge list. Um, and then he founded his own label, Crush Kill Recordings. Um, to quickly backtrack, he was born on November 9th of 1981, and he died when he was 28 on October 16th, 2010, which I can't believe is so long ago now. Yeah. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so a lot. So this initial stuff, my notes I have from Wikipedia because I know that his mom and DJ abilities and a couple kind of stay on top of it, and what's left and the information that's there is the same. Like I check on it all Wikipedia. the time. I'll look at it. Yeah. yeah. And I only pulled, like, the things that I knew they had accurately. Like, he's from St. Paul, Minnesota, and always lived there. It's where his mom lived, and that's where he was. He was staying with his mom when he died. Um, and they enlist him as a musician, rapper, poet, songwriter, and freestyle battle champion. Wow, good Which man. he is, yeah, yeah, which I really appreciate. That's kind of yeah. why I said, too, like, if you ask me what makes someone an incredible rapper, yeah. it's things much more important. And I don't know if yeah. he'll ever get, like noticed or get the recognition he deserves perhaps if he stayed alive and then kept going like with who could have wanted to work with him and the way uh platforms change you yeah. know someone could have been like who is this he's yeah. like he's been around dude like he's doing it um but he was only 28 and um Jesus. yeah it's absolutely incredible so i have uh, only um a little bit about him because what i'd really if i talked about anything it was just that um I think he's the best. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so being a battle 
freestyle battle champion because he from the beginning would battle against other MCs at notable freestyle competitions. He won at Scribble Jam 1999 and he won the televised Blaze Battle that was sponsored on HBO in the year 2000, which was hosted by KRS-One. Oh cool. Yeah, that's wow. the thing about it. Yep. Wow. So after the win, he won uh, an impressive amount of money, so it says, but and he was also offered um he was also offered a higher cut if he signed a record contract with P Diddy. But he didn't because he was helping to build Rhyme Sayers at the time wow. and felt like committed to them. So, yeah, he is that good. You know, like he won a rap battle that KRS won, the, the goat of the yeah. goat, the original, yeah. Yeah. The, the OG goat, like right. hosted it. And P. Diddy was like, do you want to get signed with me? Yeah. And we're talking about the year 2000. So prime, prime Diddy Prime Diddy time, yeah. So, That's when yeah. he had making of the band and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah, it was having like his second, uh, yeah, come up or whatever was going on then, and uh, yeah, so he was still building with Rhyme Sayers Entertainment at the time, and he notable hip hop outlets have labeled Idea as a freestyle pioneer. Yes, and he did uh, a few albums with DJ Abilities. There, it was the first one. Their debut album in two thousand one was called Firstborn. Their successful single, Big Shots. I love Big Shots. And that single, Big Shots, was then later on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Yeah. Which is just cool. So, yeah, if you feel like you've heard him or if someone listens to this and they're like, I swear at one point in my life I've heard this rapper. Like, yeah. you did. You heard him on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, when he cl- signed with Rhyme Sayers and collaborated with Slug, he also worked with Atmosphere, with Slug of the underground hip-hop group Atmosphere, as well as Sage Francis Aesop Rock and Blueprint. He was also a member of the collective supergroup The Orphanage, along with Slug, Aesop Rock, Blueprint, Sage Francis, and Elogic. I could have just added Elogic there, but although never releasing a full CD to the public, they released and recorded a bunch of music together. Mm-hmm. And he released This Is Where We Were with his live freestyle rap jazz group called Face Candy. He also created Carbon Carousel, which was an alternative rock band. It's so messy. Yeah. That's how I would describe the music. I've heard some of the songs. And yeah. like he is singing and yelling, and it makes sense. The timing is just different. It's yeah. just messy. But if you <laughs> dig it, you'd be like, this is beautiful. Yeah. And also, anyone who doesn't understand is like, this is terrifying. Yeah, like no. syncopated no. shit. And it's just like, it's just absolute mayhem but it's i think it's absolutely beautiful too um they released one ep entitled the sum of all things or the healing power of scab picking (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck the sum s-o-m-e sum of all things which is he always did that shit like played on words like that so um yeah i did some touring and did some stuff through myspace because that was happening at the time so like youtube was getting started and um, MySpace had been a thing, so that's where Rhyme Sayers was really finding their audience right. and getting their people. Was people was listening through MySpace, and then when YouTube was like not commercials and not what it was, yeah. you could just listen. When Pandora before it had commercials, you could listen to Rhyme Sayers if you like put in mm. the right channel, like put in Slug, you get Slug, Sage Francis, and everybody. Um, yeah, so they did tours and other stuff, and I'll end with... Okay, this is... His mom is Kathy Averill, and she is one of the main people who's still in charge of the 
everything with his legacy now. So things that he gets um, recognized for. They did a documentary after, um, which is cool because she just is involved on some social media stuff. Like she keeps up a Facebook page that just remembers him. But when it's his birthday, the anniversary, her birthday, anniversaries of songs and albums that get released like she still does some stuff here and there and and which is cool i think and she gets a lot of love from people um my favorite idea and dj ability songs are music music their song smile birth of a fish is absolutely incredible because it just it's so short like i don't i don't know how to i don't know you you're following it, and then you realize it's telling you a story, and then you're like, I already understand the concept, but how he does it, you're just like, what did I just listen to? <laughs> what is happening? Am I a fish? Am I the birth of a fish? Am I a fish in the bowl? Yeah, and he looked up to the glass, and he was just like me. Yeah, and a few people did um, dedications for him. So, okay, that's just all of his work, which is very easy to find. Um, fellow hip-hop artist and friend... Murs paid homage to Idea on his track called I Miss Mikey. It's from the album Have a Nice Life. And there's a song from Atmosphere. And Slug is the one rapping. The album is called Southsiders and the song is called Flicker. And some say that it's Slug's uh, eulogy for Idea. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. He just talks about him, Flicker, and how he misses him. Yep. And then you've also got... The Unincluded, a collaboration between folk punk singer Kimya Dawson and hip-hop artist Aesop Rock paid tribute to Idea in the song Bats from their album Hokey Fright. Additionally, the songs Michael from the album Flowers for My Father by Sadistic is for Mikey. And the song Toast to the Dead from the album The Martyr by Immortal Technique is about Idea. Yeah. And Great Ideas Never Die from the album King No Crown by Blueprint are also tributes to Idea. Wow. So that's the whole uh, company he kept his, what's the word I want, his, that genre, Immortal Technique, Atmosphere, all of them, like popular but underground. Yeah. They rapped about everything, but it was not so mainstream, was not about cars and money and nonsense it was about their brains yeah and about yeah. society Some meta shit and yeah, yeah and yeah. like you know looking at yourself the truth of things um idea and his work and his words the poet that he was i think he's just one of the greatest and he moved me as a rapper the way nobody else ever has yeah. and i love him and i wish he was still alive and making music so i could save up the monies and go to Twin Cities and see him. Aww. So maybe I'll write his mom a letter one day. You said, I think I'd like email her or something. That would be so be sweet. Neat, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I will. What's up, Kathy? I don't know if yeah. you're listening. If you ever listen to this, if I contact you and then I tell you about the podcast and you decide to listen, <laughs> thank you for Mikey. Yeah. He was a gift. And I feel like I, I, I barely understand. I've listened to a lot, but not everything. And I know they're really, really big fans of his. But he deserves... The love he's still getting. Yeah, I I just yeah. looked him up. So it's it's idea spelled E Y E D E A for yeah. folks at home. Mm-hmm. They have so there's an album. Um, there's a there's a 2015 album called The Many Faces of Mikey. Yeah, posthumous. What they yeah, call it? it's got to be because it's yeah. it's got like some one's called Nothing Unfinished One. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's unfinished too, like like stuff like that. So that's that's interesting. I'd be interested to hear that. And then one called Thirty Nine Lines, mm-hmm. which is from twenty twenty. Oh. So I just found that on Spotify. I don't know. I've this is interesting. I that can't is. find a description. Okay. But so it seems like he yeah he must have had like a bunch of he does he definitely did stuff. so much music yeah. yeah. I mean, if you got him to just start freestyling, that's the last thing. YouTube, so just go on YouTube and you can search idea and you'll get all kinds of options. If you want specifically YouTube search idea freestyles okay. and you're going to get how um, him. So there's a bunch with idea and slug and then idea and MERS. There's a bunch of live uh, rap battles. that They oh, love wow. just roasting each other. It's so good. But one of the best ones is idea and slug are on the wake up show. <clears throat> that's with Sway from MTV. Okay. And that's, uh, so I'd heard a couple songs. My shout out to my ex Craig, Craig Dupuy got me into wow. idea. Yeah. He had a couple songs. I was like, who is this? He was like, this is idea. And then he played me more. And then he showed me the YouTube. We watched the wake up show. He's, he's relentless. It's yeah. ridiculous. And yeah. people to this day will tell you that he's not a real freestyle artist, that he's a fraud. That's how good he is. Really? People are adamant that he isn't. Because he was because he's he's so, good. so good that they were like, yeah. he must have written that yeah. and memorized yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But then you just you watch like how long he you have to stop him. Yeah. He'll keep going. It's all wow. here. What words mean to him, how he does it, like, you yeah. know, the way some people just have that, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. That's he was uh, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Amazing. So, yeah. I'll have to. Actually, tonight at the these bi-weekly Sunday shows I do, they do a bunch of freestyling, and they're like, I'll get up there and do a couple verses, and then I'm like, wow, I'm out of practice. And that's what happens when uh, you don't, like, listen to rap anymore, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and you're, like, not used to thinking in rhyme anymore. Like, I just... When, when that's all you oh, do, gotcha. and that's what you do every day... You can get that good. And so it makes sense to me that someone who doesn't practice that much would think that someone could be a fraud. But it's like, no, like if this is what you're, if you are walk, if you are constantly writing new bars and new verses and constantly freestyling with your friends and constantly listening to other people's rap music and hearing what they have to say and thinking about your own shit, like you can get that good. True. You know, and Mm -hmm. you lose it when you don't do it, but. Yeah, he breathed hip hop. That's for sure. Crazy. Hell yeah. Blip, uh, blip, 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 blip. Bleep, bloop, blop. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. <laughs> Brr. This is my palate cleanser after you talk about a, an artist who's passed. It's it's crazy because yeah. I noticed that on this podcast, like, once someone passes, then you can, like, look at their life's work more. Oh, ASMR. ASMR. Uh, more completely, but it's all, but it's. Obviously, it's bittersweet, but it, it makes you think about, it makes me think about, you know. You, what? what <laughs> you know, like what you do mm. here, it's, yeah. everything is so much work, you I know, don't... like it's just, I don't know how these people <laughs> put so much out there all the time. Yeah, you're right. I, I got, I got like miniature TikTok famous and then I got so exhausted by just the concept of keeping up with a tiktok that i actually haven't logged in in over a year (laughs) (laughs) i had i had a video get like i don't know like almost a million views or something and then i was like 
okay, I can't do this anymore. Wow. <laughs> but I get it. It's like, you know, it's just tiring. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it was either that or the rest of your life, like all the other things, you know? If mm-hmm. you were going to go that route and... Oof. Everything wow. takes so much effort. So much. You have to choose where you're putting your energy. Yeah. Uh. And feeling lazy is a sign that you need rest, not that you're a failure. Oh, wow. I've read that. Oh, wow. That is... That is... Holy shit. I know. Well, we're huh? gonna... So... What you got? What I'm... I was gonna talk about atmosphere, um, but that I kind of changed my mind. I kind of just really want to talk about Prince for oh, a little okay. bit. And, and just talk about some, like, unknown things about Prince. Like, okay. we're not, you know, we're not going to talk about his whole life because we'd be here forever. He's just accomplished. It's, it's own he podcast. accomplished so many things. Exactly. Yeah. There's a whole biography. You know, I haven't even seen Purple Rain, personally. Mm-hmm. I really got to watch that. Me too. Um, we, should wa- we should watch that. There's all these movies that come up when we find out, like, a musician is in a movie. I'm always like, we should watch it. Yeah. And I never do. There's so, uh, the Oscars are on again tonight, and I have yet to watch any movies, just like last year, yeah. and the year before that. And tonight, I'm going to see all these people win all this shit, and I'm going like, to watch that, and I'm not going to watch yeah. it. Now, that looks really good. <laughs> That's it. That's as far as I get. Good work, everyone. And that's what I'm like, how good do people... It's like, people are constantly churning something out. It's like, mm-hmm. just... Um, but... I mean, everyone, I mean, Prince is just, you ask anybody, they've got a Prince story. And all celebrities have one, too. That's That's the thing. That's right, yes. You know? That is an occurring thing, the Prince story. Yep. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a Prince story. He walked in on a purple cloud, and his feet weren't touching the ground. I guess I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like he's like a legend. He was a legend before he passed, you know? Yes. Um, As Chris Titus says... You can't be mad at Crit Prince. He's imaginary, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Titus is a huge Prince fan, and when he has certain celebrities in his podcast, if they have a Prince story, they always have to share it. Yeah, it's wow. important to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not gonna act like this is a comprehensive. This is just like cool facts I found about Great. him that I thought cool. were interesting. So he was only five two. Yeah. What the fuck? But made that kind of like presence. Yeah. Small man. What? Big energy. I can <laughs> not Five, two. with that information. That's Auntie Barbara. That's literally five Auntie one and Barbara. a half. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm He's five on four. You're how tall? Five feet. You're five feet. <laughs> he was barely taller than you, and he was shorter than me. I'm not a big person. This that's wild to me. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he's you know he's Minneapolis. He's I guess like it's it's really everywhere I was looking for music in Minneapolis in Minnesota it was either Bob Dylan or or Prince, you know, and we could do a whole episode on Bob Dylan because he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, these certain artists just their branches just I don't know. It's just they they something yeah. He he could do everything. That's what it was. His first album actually, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like. Uh, I was reading about how he did every single thing. He wrote it. He recorded it. He he did, played twenty seven different instruments on it. He produced it. He he mastered it. He did everything, and except for one song, he had someone help with the lyrics. It was called uh, I think it was uh, "Soft and Wet" is what it was called. <laughs> Great. Um, and that was like the one song on it that he had someone help with lyrics. But other than that, he did everything himself. So he could do. 
anything and everything. Wow. Um, and I, I remember hearing a story about how he has, like, thousands and thousands of, like, unpublished songs just, like, in his computers at home, like... I'm sure. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine. He must. Yep. Crazy. Just for, like, to be that talented and love, love music that much. And then you've got the means and you had the time because he wasn't performing, he wasn't touring or anything as much, you know? Yeah. However many years, you know, when he was just like, I can do whatever I want and I don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then was recording, though? Like, I... The music, wow. I know. Wow. Um, I know and so he, apparently he was born epileptic and he had seizures as a child. Um, and then he, his mom told him later that uh, he walked into her room and said, Mom, I'm not going to be sick anymore. And she asked him why and he said, because an angel told me so. And then he just never had seizures anymore. Wow. Weird, right? Wow. That's exactly what a myth would say. Yeah, <laughs> you know? an imaginary person. Yeah, an imaginary <laughs> person would say that. Wow. Um, I hope I haven't been too quiet because I was sitting pretty far back just now. Uh-oh. Um, he had a bunch of nicknames. Uh, I didn't know any, that he went by any of these. Alexander Nevermind. Mm. Christopher Tracy. The Kid. The Purple Perv, which, okay. Um, the Minneapolis Midget. Who called him that? Like, come on. Yeah. And then obviously the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. Um, but his actual real name was Prince. That's cool. That's Prince Rogers Nelson. Prince <clears throat> Rogers Nelson. Yeah. And as a kid, I guess he, his nickname was Skipper. That's adorable. <laughs> He's small and cute. It's so hey, cute. Hey, Skipper. What's up, Skipper? Gonna sing us a song there, Skip? <laughs> And his parents, so his parents um, were both musicians. His mom was a jazz singer. His dad was a musician too. So he wrote his first song when he was seven. Mm. Um, and, you know, and then he kind of, he almost failed out of high school because they, he just was like way more focused on school. And he did play sports too. But then I think by high school he was like, no, I'm, I'm doing the sports thing. So he did that first album, which he did everything on. And then from there, he got a Warner Brothers record deal. Mm. So obviously he did, you know, it was, he didn't, he only had one or two songs that actually broke any of the Billboard top hits from that, but that catapulted him to the next thing. Right. And that's when you're getting Little Red Corvette. And then the next thing, which is the Raspberry Sorbet. And <laughs> raspberry Beret. Raspberry Beret. And then you're... Darling Nikki and Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Raspberry Sorbet, you guys. Raspberry That's like the sorbet. weird out version. I just the wrote a weird out version. At a diner in the store. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Sorry, Prince. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he did wear heels because of his size. Um, and he actually had his grand piano modified. So they they shortened the legs of his piano so that he could reach the pedals and uh, while he was playing and stuff. And he only wore so he wore a woman's size five and a half or six shoe. Nice. Which is means he could get all the best fashions. True. Um, but he was really good at basketball apparently. Right. He was yes. Short, which is wild. That's dope. It was short and really good. A... Uh, uh, like Mug Mugsy Boat. What's his name? Mugsy Bose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Muggsy Bowes. Knew him? Uh, or he's short, too. Yes. He's short, Muggsy short. Muggsy Bowes is short. Yeah. Short. He's in Space Jam. 
Oh. That's why I know who that is because okay. of Space Jam. Yes. Okay, I know who that is because of going to the Basketball Hall of Fame and th- he was he's like the same height as me and I was like, if he could be in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his father was in his own band called the Prince Rogers Jazz Trio and his dad was apparently, his dad was John Nelson who was really talented. Um, in the 90s, he had, I have a couple more cool facts. Okay. Um, cool. He had a... a Fallout with Warner Brothers. And actually, before I talk about this, I want to talk about... He had that... So he did Purple Rain. And I watched, like, some... There's some cool biography videos of him on YouTube that I would recommend. Just search, like, Prince biography. Um, But he... So he did Purple Rain. And then another song from Purple Rain, which is about masturbation, but I don't remember what it's called. And I've not seen the movie, so I don't know what it is. Um, And apparently, Tipper Gore heard her daughter singing the Prince song that's about masturbation and she was so mad that she went and made the parents parental advisory yeah that's how we got parental advisory (laughs) is because Tipper Gore's daughter liked the song by Prince about masturbation (laughs) just makes me so mad like can we normalize that like yeah you know it's not a bet it's just crazy to me wow yeah so mm-hmm. I guess like in some so the backlash from his like se- like sexual music was real and he was getting so much hate for it and after that album and it it it's not clear from what I read and saw but I'm sure some of the deeper biographies would have info on this like what the connection between him like receding from the music scene and um and the backlash he was getting like across America was but it seems like he was getting all this negative press and attention for just like his sexual music or whatever and mm-hmm. music videos. And so then he announced that like he's not going to tour anymore. He's not going to do music videos anymore. But then he was releasing studio albums. But he was like, no, I'm not. We're not doing music videos. We're not touring. So wow. I think there's no way they're not connected right yeah like he's probably it's like i'll fucking do, just do music then yeah you if know? you're all gonna be like this yeah then i'm not gonna give you ammo to use against me yeah. when i'm he, he wasn't being supported and stuff enough you know or yeah. people in his corner you know yeah which is ridiculous because he was so successful so doesn't the fame and the support of his fans and all that love him outweigh in a sense or like warner brothers should have they didn't back him, you know? So he's yeah. probably like, screw all of you, you know? Or yeah, that. so that's the, so then he had a falling out with Warner Brothers in the early 90s. Um, so at the height of his career, he changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol. That's right. I in remember 93. That. And I only knew about that because of Eminem's Without Me. Right. Because he says when Prince <laughs> turned himself into a symbol. Yep. In that song, and I thought my whole life until researching this that he was talking about like into a sex symbol. Oh yeah, gotcha. You know? Yeah, but no, he was talking about yep. That's crazy. Ever since Prince turned himself I mean, into a symbol, two trailer park. Uh, so Warner Brothers, so he made his own, uh, like, 
record label, Paisley Park Studios, which sounds like... Paisley. Paisley that's Park. That's his favorite print. Paisley. <laughs> that's, that's his NPR yeah. name. Yeah, Paisley. I'm Paisley Park. <laughs> Welcome. And Warner Brothers tried to take legal ownership. That was one... I put it into one word. They tried to take ownership of it, and um, uh, they basically... Um, sorry. Uh, okay, because Warner Brothers artists were recording in his studio against his, Prince's will. Oh. So he was like, no, you can't. This is not for you. This is my private thing. Yeah. Because he, yeah. Hmm. Um, George, That's the thing. All the details, all the fine print, all that nonsense that he's trying to do his own thing. And then Warner Brothers like, no, you can't. Yeah. You can do this, but you can't. That's all. They just do all that to trap you. And yeah. They, oh, that's, they were fighting for a return on their investment for Prince's home and recording studio. Huh. Like, what? Yeah. They're like, mind your business. Yeah. Um, yeah, the legal stuff is always... Whenever we read about these artists, it's I yep. always am like, wow. Yep. You know? We find out what's, when something changes in someone's fame or their lifestyle and whatever it often has to do with yeah some legal battle yeah Mm -hmm. it's crazy um george lucas asked him to play at his wedding wow which is pretty cool that is um he did he did actually perform which was cool that was in 2013 nice and then prince asked stevie nicks to write the lyrics for purple rain um, but she didn't, she got like freaked out and didn't do it. So he <laughs> ended up writing the lyrics, which is a good thing that he did. Cause it won best original score at the Oscars. That's right. And, you know, it's, everyone knows that song. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a long song. So that's, yeah. I think she was like, ah, it's too long. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. I know I'm Stevie Nicks, but. but thank yeah. you, but I just don't think I can. <laughs> um, so he. At the same time as having When Doves Cry at the top of the charts, um, Purple Rain was also at the top of the box office. So it's July 27th, 1984. And he's one of the only people to do that. And so it was like him and Michael Jackson were just like catapulting to the top of all the pop charts, like around the actual whole world. And so it was, it was just like, and if you think about it, those are the two names, you know, yeah. and they, and like, yeah. they passed relatively close to each other too like yes not, you know yeah. yes and for right. us i don't know about you but for for me i did not realize like the depth and the reach and the influence that they had during like you know when you're a kid you're kind of taking it for granted and you're like like madonna right you know or like you know we know of it yeah. we know but like yeah do we understand or versus like someone who's been to one of her concerts and experience the pandemonium that people feel and like the worldwide impact. You're right. The gravity of yeah. how famous Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Beyonce, like certain people are throughout the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know it for a long time or until Michael Jackson died that he did so much writing and everything else. I didn't know that. I thought because he just sang well and he danced. And put together all the choreography and stuff. He was an entertainer. I didn't know that he wrote the music, too. I didn't know he was such an all-around musician. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't know that. I'm like, oh. And people are like, yeah. That's right. another. That's why. That's one of the other reasons why they consider him so great. 
You know, the same with Prince. Like, the yeah. talent, even if you didn't like his music, you can't deny the talent. Yeah. He wrote Manic Monday. Do you know that? No. The, yes, and I it. The Bangles. That's, he wrote that. He wrote um, Nothing Compares to You. That I knew. Right. Yep. yep. That one's I, uh, Shaka Khan's I Feel For You, which I don't actually know. I don't know if um, I know that one. And then, I feel for you. I don't know. That might be helpful. That might be it, because it's kind of like a, I know it's a funky. Yep. Funky one, and then Sheila eased the gra- the glamorous life, which leads me to how we got here. So today, it's with Michelle Michi Bad Cakes. Shout out! She's starting her own little comedy production comedy Ooh. called Bad Cakes Comedy. I'm really excited for her. She's an amazing person. Woo! Woo! And she decided she wanted to torture me with doing karaoke, but um, it was just like uh, just like the two of us and Sean. So she was just singing at me. And making sustained eye contact and um, just like really, I started contemplating suicide. And then, um, and she, then she took out a kazoo and was singing to me on a kazoo. But the song she did karaoke was The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. And she said, did you know that Sheila E. was Prince's wife and drummer? And now, she, and then she went solo. So I didn't even I know that. that. I yeah. didn't even know that. Know about Sheila E. Yep. One wow. of the great women in music. Yep. That's cool. Um, She's a great drummer. We're talking about drummers. Yeah, we're talking a lot about drummers. And speaking of, he wrote some songs for the Foo Fighters, and I don't know... Wow! I gotta look this up really quick. Prince wrote songs for Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters, yeah. Prince. Song. Um, That's wild. uh, What Prince song did... No, not... They... They did a cover of Darling Nikki. Okay, cool. But that's not it. It's saying... Masturbating in a magazine. Man but then Prince covered their song at a Super Bowl. Oh. Because he did Best of You. Wow. Oh my God, I didn't even know this. So this they think it was revenge. Because the Foo Fighters did... Their Darling Nikki B-side cover and pissed Prince off. So then at the Super Bowl, he did a Best of You cover. And Taylor Hawkins said he thinks it's... He he thought it was revenge. Wow. <laughs> Yo, that's so petty. They went back and forth on covering each other. That's like amazing. <laughs> that's Prince crazy. Must, but also, so even if it was like a... Not the best intention, that's still... So Prince respects... The Foo Fighters enough, and probably on some level like the cover enough that he was, you know, most of him was like, meh, 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 but then was yeah. also like, I'm going to cover the best of you yeah. at the fucking Super Bowl. At the Super Like, I don't know Bowl. what that is, because yeah. we're not them, yeah. but like, that's, that's a whole thing. <laughs> wow. So apparently Prince said that they, he said he didn't appreciate them covering, when they cover his stuff, like, they... Like, okay, so Taylor Hawkins, this is a mad crossover, so now we're in this. Taylor Hawkins (laughs) said that Dave loved Darling Nikki because it was really funky, so we just recorded our version in my garage, somehow it ended up getting played on the radio, which was weird because we did it just as a sort of joke. And while the bands and his fans yucked it up, Prince was not pleased, and he said he didn't appreciate anyone covering his work, even the Foo Fighters, and that they should write their own tunes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. <laughs> so then Dang. fast forward three years and Prince is doing the Foo Fighters Best of You. 
That is so. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. Crazy. During my drive home, I'm gonna watch Prince perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh really yeah. Cool. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. Um, and then this. Okay, I gotta just read this quote from Hawkins because rest in peace. Yeah. Dude, I have no idea why he did it, but I'd love to find out. I mean, the thought went through my head that maybe he was doing it to sort of fuck with us. Uh, to oh, as a sort of fuck you to us, or maybe he really liked the song. Either way, it was pretty amazing to have a guy like Prince covering one of your songs and actually doing it better than we did. And <laughs> so good of him to say it, yeah, you know, yeah, respect, yeah, yeah right, like, right, yeah. all the respect. Yeah, wow, that's great. That's just like a weird cry. There's there's a couple other. Um, there's so much to talk about with Prince, you know. Yeah. But I just wanted to kind of do some general facts about it. No, that's really cool. Because he is, he's very accessible. You can do all kinds of, you can look up interviews, watch the videos and stuff, but I like that you were like, let's do some not so known, which made it fun. Fun Prince excerpt. Yeah, I actually don't... And how fitting, because Taylor Hawkins just died, which is so sad. Which is crazy. If there's another realm, I hope they get to meet. Yeah, and then they can talk about... How they passive aggressively cover right. each other's songs yeah, on really cool big now. stages. Like maybe Prince yeah. met him, you know, by the entrance and was it's like, all up, bro. Was like, hey man, yeah, first yeah. of all, we're cool and yeah. let me show you around. Yeah. Okay, so he did he passed in twenty sixteen. I couldn't remember April twenty sixteen. Oh. Um twenty first, twenty sixteen. So and mm. you know, just as like an androgynous person, I like respect that. He's a well known, didn't give a shit about what other people thought kind of person. I don't really have any I should but I don't have any concept of what his sexual orientation or gender I feel like it was probably quite fluid right um, which was his intentions right. anyways I feel like right yeah yeah it's yep. like yeah, make them guess yeah. <laughs> yeah let them figure it out none of your business yeah all yeah. right well Minnesota thank you for a great state the great state twin cities Minnesota and New man on a Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> even though Louis Lizzo's not from Minnesota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that and that was more Megan. <laughs> New man, even though he's not from Minnesota, <laughs> featuring the scratchy paper. <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, what do you got next? We got uh, Minnesota, Mississippi. No, Minnesota. Yeah, Mississippi. Mississippi. Um. Okay. Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Minnesota Mississippi, Mississippi. Missouri, Montana. Yeah, ooh, wow. good old Mississippi. Mississippi. All right, we're now now we get to go all the way back down to where we were before. Which... Way on down, Mississippi yeah. land. Like, oh, if I, I can't, I don't got the Minnesota accent. I'm gonna maybe before these episodes, I should research how to do each accent. <laughs> We could try. <laughs> Yours is way better at accent. You know what? Let me let you have your thing, and I'll just okay. laugh at them. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I, sometimes I can, if I listen to someone talk long enough, I just pick it up and I start talking like them. That's impressive. That's, I'm grateful to Jesus. still have it. Like, <laughs> can't, I can't retain information, but I can mock you while you speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you talk. I want to talk like you. I'm not listening to what you're saying, <laughs> but I like listening to you talk. Okay, when you do that fucking Paul Hollywood bit, I lose my mind. Please do that on Friday. I will. Yes. Oh my god. Definitely negative self-talk. It's not quite there. Like it's, not it's quite so there. good. Your it's setup so good. is there, but the punchline, it's not. It's like a lemon tart without its flavor. It's not coming through. It's not funny, <laughs> Maureen. So- I mean, you are funny. You're here for a reason. You're, You're in here the tent. For a reason. You're here on the stage for a reason, but <laughs> it's not there. 
Thank you again for listening to Stars of the States. I'm Paisley Joplin. Nar. <laughs> your houndstooth <laughs> Hendrix. That's your super DJ name. Like, wow, yeah. minus six point five W A I C. I'm houndstooth Hendrix. You're listening to the rock out NPR. And this is Cotton Mouth, and we're <laughs> on the college radio waves. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Oh, this was great. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, we'll be back soon. Yes, Love. we will because we can meet in person. Yeah. We're doing this again. Yeah. This yeah. is great. Love you. Love See you, you guys. next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>